week numero dose, as they say south of the border. It is week number 12 in the NFL. And here on the Sunday card, Dan Zampano, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silbreth, Lemon Pepper Lou on hiatus this week. We miss him. We wish him a great Thanksgiving week. Matty, my goodness, that was a really, really, really brutal week uh, of football where, yes, a lot of things came down to the wire, but I'll be honest, I felt like I was dead wrong, and I'm glad I didn't watch it and spent the day at an amusement park instead of instead of watching football and all my, my picks fall through. The one thing you get to hang your hat on is you did hit the head-to-head this week. But oh yes, Sunday, that Monday was your day. Sunday certainly was not your day. <laughs> That's a very good way of putting it. And and Monday being, you know, obviously that big matchup with the Chiefs and the Eagles, and I rarely win those head-to-head, so I needed that for my lungs. A 1-3-1. and one. I don't know what was crazier, the one win or the one push. I mean, it was it was almost disgusting. And unfortunately, you know, sometimes I'm willing to sacrifice myself if I'm in a hole for the good of the show to get you to three and two uh, would have been nice. But two and three for you this week. We couldn't have you go over. It's fine. You know, we had to we had to call it in. We had to lose got the connections for that. So we called him. So we got to make it happen, you know. But uh, MVS MVS made sure to have the butterfingers and the popcorn right before that last possible game winning touchdown throw at the end of that game. Uh, but you know, we we got by. We got by. We hit the Bears with our number one pick. We'll, we'll get into the oh, we hit the Bears. I mean, that, we'll get into all these really quick in our weekend review. Uh, obviously, going through it, and we have looking forward to Week Twelve. Before we do that, Matt, there are some. A lot of divisional games. Obviously, we have the yeah. four games going on Thanksgiving and Friday, but a lot of divisional games, two or three really garbage games. I mean, like some real stinkers. And then a bunch of matchups where teams that are like in the hunt, quote unquote, are going up against each other. So we could be knocking out a lot of teams this week from playoff contention. Yeah, there's gonna be a, there could be a big seating shift. I mean, I think we could see some some spots slide around this week, except with a lot of those pivotal games, divisional games. So, uh, some good, definitely some garbage. That hopefully, hope let's hope we don't get into the garbage with our picks this week. I hope not. I certainly won't be trash picking this week. Maybe a little, but not too much. Um, let's go to the week in review. Week eleven, brutal as we talked about, Matt. Let's do your your losers first, since there were more of them. Kansas City, we talked about that game, um, had it the whole way, and an incredible shutout by the Eagles in the second half. All of a sudden, the big stat all over the X is the Chiefs have not scored a second-half point in three games. What does that mean? It's crazy. I mean, not, not only the MVS drop at the end, but I mean, Kelsey had some drops, and the other receivers had some drops, and it's just kind of what we said about them. Like, they don't have that reliable guy that Mahomes can go to. On th- like, you've got Kelsey, but when it comes to third down, teams are doubling them, and that's what the Eagles did the whole second half there is they were just taking Kelsey away and making everybody else beat them. They just don't have that reliable guy for him to throw to, and they're, they're one of the worst rushing teams. They also can't run the ball right now. So, I don't know. The offense, the defense is what's keeping them in the games this year. Determination and leadership is what keeps the Eagles from losing these games. It's unbelievable how they can just stay the course and find a way. I just, I, it's, it's incredible to me how they can win those games. And that was obviously the head to head. Bittersweet on Sunday night, right? I, know. I mean, that was, that was the text you sent me was bittersweet. 
it just i it's what you never bet on your team as a favorite you, you know you can get by with a dog you're like oh we lost it was a close game though and i won money still but you know when you when you get the win and then you're like i lost the bet and especially being in the five it was tough but it was a hell of a game it was a hell of a comeback i mean ugly as all hell ugly as all hell the whole way out i mean i had another one of my buddies sam who i, who I bartend with is a vikings fan and he texts me when oh. the vikings were up 17 to 15 and he goes if this game ends 18 to 17 when i'm kicking six field goals i'm burning the club down <laughs> He's like, yeah so uh luckily i'm still employed i still have a place of employment there uh because it didn't go quite that way uh even though he might not be happy with himself but yeah the worst two-point conversion attempt i've ever seen <laughs> with just let's just get moving totally east of us we need two yards let's let's not get downhill and move the ball forward let's do a pitch out to the side that ended up losing like three yards instead of trying to gain two because we're running out of shotgun as well from the two-yard line. Let's go horizontal to go vertical. I mean, it makes no sense. And as crazy as a great coaching matchup it was, it was Flores versus Peyton. I mean, both teams, I think, were probably not right. The Broncos couldn't run the football, and the Vikings couldn't pass it. I mean, they were getting everything on the ground, but Vikings turnovers come back to bite them, even though they still cover. Finally. Uh, one of the things we were dead wrong on, I had a lot of these, but you had this one, Tennessee, just never yeah. even a chance, no offensive output at all from the Titans. No, Will Levis, his like visual play and his like his intangibles are keeping me in with his big arm and like he's standing and making tough throws, but his like underlying, his metrics and his EPA and all this other stuff, he's been one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. So I, I really got to pay more attention to that with Will Levis and not just what I'm seeing out of a big, strong kid out of Madison, Connecticut, uh, and, and just wanting him to win. I'm hoping Vrabel is in a good spot as a dog, but yeah, that one didn't work. Jacksonville had a nice bounce back. Well, Levis, Madison, Connecticut, every time. Uh, but the winners, winners, quote unquote. I mean, how close were these two uh, to not winning? Very, very close, obviously. Jordan Love making the comeback against the Chargers, but I don't know, Matt. That one got topped by a breathtaking breathtaking avoidance of a bad beat with the bears in Detroit. Huge shout out to right tackle Darnell Wright of the Chicago <laughs> bears for kicking that fumbled ball out of the back of the end zone. Cause Aiden Hutchinson was getting ready to fall on that ball, score a touchdown and, and blow a cover where again, the bears were up 12 with like four minutes to play. And they would have lost a eight point spread cover. If he falls in that for in the end zone. So shout out to taking the safety there. He had the betters back on that one. And the, as far as the Chargers go, I like being on the other side of the Chargers. I, I like three-point games. They're three-point favorites. We're going to fade the Chargers. And that was, again, that's just an all-time – Staley's heat seat cannot be hotter right now. Staley's heat seat cannot get any hotter. One more bad loss, and I, he's out of there. I can't believe it's going to take one more bad loss. I mean, and then his press conference at the it was ridiculous. Dude. Yeah. You can stop asking me questions, Matt. Don't ask me that question again. No okay? Like you wanted to kill him. Like totally ridiculous. His pass defense stinks and his quarterback's getting wasted away. Welcome to the Chargers, Justin Herbert. Absolutely brutal. Uh, Moneyline parlay, correct on the Giants, which was great. Very crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, crazy. And and again, the, the one that was almost in there as another big play was the Bears. So like a little happy. I did have them at a round robin parlay with, with uh, the Giants, which would have had a nice 
little payout. But as far as the show goes, a little almost thankful the Bears didn't win that game and I would have just missed out on kind of getting another big splash play. But we're still hunting. Only three outright dog winners this week. The Giants, the Eagles, uh, and I just had it in my head, and now I just lost it. Uh, the the other one, the Packers, 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 yes. So that was a big win, uh, obviously for them as well. Mine, uh, you know, I, I go through the losers very, very quickly. Carolina never a shot. Actually, there really yeah. was a shot until Bryce Young just throws a pick six, and Deron Bland's just going to get a pick six every week now. Uh, but you're down 14 in the fourth quarter. You got the back door open, and and boom, there it goes. So that game totally sucked. That was tough. That was really bad. Yeah, that one was really bad as a number one play. Uh, Jets, forget it. Not even close. Just bad on me. Thought the defense would play. Uh, you know, sometimes Superman avoids that kryptonite, you know. And that didn't even play. He didn't even play really that well. It was just Zach Wilson is just so inept that it just gave Buffalo momentum the entire game. Yeah, I like to no more betting on Zach Wilson. We're we're long gone past that. It did feel that was public dog of the week for sure. And I don't want to say Zach Wilson is a hundred percent at fault that game because he had zero time to throw. I mean, he just had he was just getting bombarded from the first play of the kickoff on the first kickoff of the game when they fumbled the football. It's over. That's <laughs> it was yeah. over from the kickoff, you know? I mean, it was brutal. And then obviously Miami. Uh, oh, I felt like she easily should have covered that number. That was that, so frustrating. That was right there the whole time. It's like just one more touchdown. It was right there for the taking. And they could have <laughs> I was I was riding that one with you, and that was tough. That was just brutal. I know you had the minus twelve on that. So I mean, that's that's just tough. I have a good number on it too, and you can't get there. It just makes you sick. Uh, we talked about Philly and their win. How the, the heck? Did Arizona push? How did that happen? How did it land? We got everything we needed. We got the interceptions from Stroud. Silver pick in the end zone. We got turnovers. We got fourth down stops from the Cardinals defense, who sucks. And yet somehow, someway, Vegas knows, man. Yeah, and I mean, again, you were literally at fault of just like the time of the recording. You could have bet the Cardinals early on in the week. Or even oh. by the time it closed, it went back up over by I mean, the line bounced between six and four all week. So depending on the day, you could have bet both teams and bet a winner on both bets. And it just just that's the way it shakes out for you to sometimes, Dan. That's that's betting the NFL, man. That just totally is. Like right on the money. But back on track with the under the weather. Thank you, Bill's defense. Thank you, Jets O line. Thank you, Zach Wilson. That hits again, and we are 10 and 1 steaming. I have never had this good of a time on the end of the weather. Like, no question. I mean, last year, would we go 9 and 8 on under the weather? Like, this is ridiculous. What's happening. I mean, it, it is the year of the under. So it's the year of Danny Boy. Yes, it is. No question about that. But we got to get the Magic Money Line parlay back on track. And I think we definitely can. Down 5.9 units now. But still, still, there's plenty. We can make up 5.9. We can make up six units. Like, that can happen, right? I mean, we could do that. 100%. 100%. We just need one of these big ones. We're going to hit one That's of these big ones soon enough. all we need. One of the big ones. That's all we need. So, Maddie, obviously going two and three. Bet the narrative wins with the Cowboys over the Carolina Panthers. So, congratulations to Lou. But, Matt, you're two and three, man. I went one, three, and one. So, without further ado, pick or punt. I will pick. 
because I led the show saying we're not going to get into the trash, but I'm going to, I'm just going to be the trash. <laughs> I'm going to be the trash man I'm right away. Trash man. I'm going to be the trash man. Damn. We have given up on this team. And we as a whole, as a, including you on this show. How can we sit here and look at this team as a three point road favorite? We got to take the Giants plus three points hosting the New England Patriots. I mean, Tommy DeVito shows, you know, we obviously saw the Cowboys game. We said that was one of the worst offensive performances we've ever seen, but he did get going to, you know, the fourth quarter. He's like, all right, I can run a little bit. I can settle into this game. The game's maybe not so fast for him. He looks pretty competent last week. And the defense is playing really well for the Giants. If you take out the Cowboys game, or again, they just, they had their number. They had great deal position all game. There was Giants were laying down that one. In six of their, uh, sorry, five of their last six games for the Giants, they have they are allowing under 199 air yards a game throughout that time. They're allowing a little over 112 on the ground, but that's still being just over 300 yards a game that they're allowing on defense, which would put them in top third of the NFL compared to the season long numbers. And then the total in this game is 33 and a half. Just absolutely no confidence in either of these offenses. And that's where we want to take the dog said it a million times dogs in total in games with a total below 42 are hitting about 60% this season. And since 2018, also right around that 60% mark. Um, So we are going to take the giants plus three. I mean, good for you. I don't know what you want me to say. Right. That's right. The trash. If we lose to meatballs, DeVito, it's a new low. It's a new low. We are the trash. We aren't picking the trash. We are the trash. If if we lose off a bye to DeVito and the boys, I mean, it's just over. I mean, just throw Matt. We don't. Even, I don't even know who's starting quarterback for the Patriots this week. Like Bailey Zappi could very easily start this week. That's another thing too. I mean, we're not announcing the quarterbacks. Is you know how's the split going in practice as far as first team reps? I mean, that's. That should be a dead giveaway enough. Like reporters going to practice should be able to see who's getting majority of reps with, with the first, with the starters, but are they going to split that to keep that a secret? Like, and then that's even worse if it does for, for whoever it is, you know, either quarterback playing, it's going to be as many reps as possible for this offense. So. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping I didn't have to talk about that game, but obviously it's going to be gross and uh, hopefully the Patriots defense can find a touchdown and we can find three field goals and maybe, maybe win the game. Uh, my number five play is, I just feels easy because I don't understand the line. Uh, every single one of my lines this are really close this week. Mm. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of teetering on the edge of, of this team is just not as good as the next. And to me, I get it. They're on the road and we're taking a road divisional favorite quote unquote, but I'll say this. What can Browning do for you? Nothing. Because TJ Watt's going to be all over Browning and the Bengals. I love the Steelers here, man. I love the Steelers here. Minus one in Cincinnati. I don't get this line. I I mean, Cincinnati's not playing as well as it is. And now you're going to ask Jake Browning to go up against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Doesn't make much sense to me. After Pittsburgh's disastrous loss to Cleveland, they scored 10 points in the game. Matt, they fired Matt Canada. What we've been asking them to do, and 
I have to go on this because that should bode well for the best team in football over the last three weeks in yards per attempt, rushing the football. They're averaging six yards a carry over the last three weeks in Matt Canada's offense. Cincinnati's run D has been terrible all year long, and that's one of the few strengths for Pittsburgh's offense is to dominate on the ground. Never mind, not just that the Cincinnati defense is horrible on the run game, but they're 30th and third down defense the last three weeks. They're 29th in red zone defense and 31st in red zone attempts uh, for the opponent. They are last in yards per play. This is the last three weeks. This isn't like the beginning of the week, beginning of the year, Bengals. This is the last three games where they've been good. Pittsburgh, meanwhile, number one red zone defense in football the last three weeks. And they should tee off on Browning because their pass defense has been outstanding, and that'll give their rush uh, a definite chance to get after the quarterback, Matt. Their their pass defense is eighth in pass DPOA on defense. And these are also the two top teams in turnover differential. Pittsburgh's plus 11 turnover differential. Without Burrow, I fear they might increase that lead in the stat this week. Feels too easy. But Browning being the guy is enough for me to remember that the standard is the standard in Pittsburgh, and they need the win more than Cincinnati does. Give me the Steelers, minus one. Yeah, see, Cincinnati's in my leans on this one because I just – Really? And Matt Canada getting fired probably took that out of my five. I mean, I was was very ready to just keep fading the Steelers offense that is – you know, not outgained an opponent all year. And I know that Cincinnati's bad, but it's like, I just feel like they could find a way in this divisional game as far as like the Steelers being a road favorite. So I, I, I ended up staying away from this one after the Matt Canada firing, just because I don't know. I got to see what the Steelers offense is going to look like coming out now. One thing I don't like is that the Steelers opened as a favorite or as a dog at plus one and now are a favorite. That scares me a little bit, but man, I just, I can't get over the fact like, this is a coach job right here, Bert. You're asking a, a guy who's never started a game to go up against this defense. I just like the Steelers a lot. Number four. Number four, we are going to lean on a principle on this one. This is another one I just I, – I I don't love, but we're going back to, to old reliable here with a divisional home dog as much as it's a small divisional home dog. Uh, I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals plus one where they sit right now against the Rams. I think that uh, you're laughing over there for some reason. I will see that in a little bit, but I think uh, the Rams got very fortunate last week uh, to come back in that game. I mean, Seattle, who we talked about on our Thanksgiving episode as being very bad. They've been very bad over the past few weeks. Um, and they also had a little bit of Drew Locke come into that game. And that really turned the tides for the Rams in that last game. It, it, he came in, it just did nothing on offense. They got the ball against tired, a tired uh, Seattle defense. They were able to score that really kind of, turn the momentum for them but uh, I just think that Kyler and it since James Conner and Kyler been back their offense has been obviously more dynamic than what they had you know Josh Dobbs days but uh, better than the little small Clayton Toon era that we had to deal with there uh, for the Cardinals I, I know that this is a McVay spot I know that's probably what you're really not here 11 and 2 against the spread is McVay against the Cardinals I'm just hoping with a new coach because most of that has come against Kingsbury where we just know that he dominated that that relationship with Kingsbury and in all facets of life as he did, except for Kingsbury's cool. Remember how much crap we used to be able to talk about Kingsbury? We, we miss him now. I, I miss mean, the prom, that. I, we miss I the prom miss king. That. He's one of our favorite punching bags in this show. Um, 
but I, I just think teams are moving the ball on Arizona really well on the ground right now. Their teams are averaging the second most attempts against them because they know that they are just a gaping hole on the defensive line as far as they're allowing 4.2 yards per carry on those at extremely high attempt number. The Rams over the last three games have only been averaging 3.1 yards per attempt on the ground. They are not running the ball very well. And Murray and the Cardinals are have been running it well again between his scrambling ability, Connor being back in, they've had over 120 yards on the ground over the past two games. While the Rams have been decent on the ground, I think that Kyler's scrambling ability is going to be able to keep them in more drives, more first downs, hopefully have more ball control in that one. Um, so I just think that this maybe doesn't match up as far as what Seattle's or sorry, the Rams offense wants to do. Also, we're going to, we're waiting to see, obviously again, we're recording this on Tuesday uh, for a Thanksgiving week, but Cooper cup did leave the last game with what they're looking at as either an ankle or a hamstring injury. They're saying, uh, you know, he kind of got the ankle rolled up on, but it might've tweaked the hamstring in the process, the same leg that he did have worked on uh, last year uh, for his injury. So uh, he might not be hundred percent to go in this game. I just think that Arizona can hopefully find a way to muck this one up and up and have some Kyler heroics at the end. But again, this is just, it's a tough slate this week. So I'm taking a divisional hope talk. Matt, do you know that in the state of Arizona, they don't celebrate daylight savings? I'm very jealous of them for that because I hate how dark it's getting early now. You want to know why? Uh, they don't believe in uh, the sun. Because Sean McVay would hunt them down all night if they did it. He's going to destroy This is the spot, man. I mean, yes, we can throw like the, the idea of the spot play of Arizona coming off the loss and a tough loss and Rams sneaking out a win against Seattle. Dude, McVay knows this team. I mean, this this is McVay's perfect spot for him. Look at Arizona. It's defense. They're bottom six in the, all these categories. Defensive completion percentage, defensive yards attempt, defensive pass rate, pressure rate, third down defense, red zone opponent attempts per game, and opponent's points per play. This is a terrible Arizona defense that you may say, yeah, they might be getting better. But I think, honestly, that last week was the spot to take the Cardinals. They didn't win that game. And it to me, it's going to be hard to get up after that one, thinking your season's over. Like, your season is actually over. Like it or not, the Rams do kind of have a chance to make the playoffs. I know that's out of unrealistic possibilities, but they are there. They are in the hunt if crazy things happen. I mean, this is a beautiful spot, I think, to take the Rams only one point favorite on the road. I know, like, if you look at the Rams, they're the healthiest they've been all year. And now Cup obviously going down as, is a tough thing. And if he doesn't play, that's obviously going to be tough. But I think Nakua and the, and Atwell and the rest of those dudes, those will be enough. Allen trammels out there catching passes. I mean, they got more guys like that than, than anybody. Plus, you mentioned the 11-2 and two against the spread stat for McVay since 2017 against Arizona. Five times have they held them under 10 points in those 13 games. So I I'm not sure about this one. And those include Kyler Murray, uh, plenty of them. So, um, yeah, I love the Rams here. I, I love the Rams here, minus one. It's my number three play. Well, it wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be an episode if we didn't have a head to head. I feel like we've been doing this a lot this year. We have, and much less mind melds in, in recent weeks, and more head to heads. I don't know. We're starting to clash a little bit here. Give me your number three. Well, let's see if we can find find something here. Um, this one, this is another pretty bad game. But I mean, these teams <laughs> are one of these teams is at least in the playoff hunt. And I will be fading that team currently. Uh, I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We are firing the cannons on Tampa Bay Bucks plus two and a half. 
against the Indianapolis Colts on the road. Um, I just think that both these teams are not very good. I think both these teams are not good. And the Colts offense, as much as like when Minshew came in and he's frisky and, and he, he's always able to kind of have those couple of good games, I just think that they've, again, they've gotten to the bottom of this guy and they figured him out again. Their offense has been putrid over the last three games. Uh, they are averaging 3.9 yards per attempt on the ground. Uh, you know, what they want that Zach Taylor and uh, that's you know, Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss uh, duo to, to get on the ground. They haven't been doing it well. They're only averaging 173 yards through the air. 5.6 yards per attempt. I mean, they just can't move the ball on offense. I think teams are just now moving up, stacking the box. Um, and I expect that out of Bulls here. I expect Bulls to have that same kind of load a bunch of guys up on the line. You're going to pull some back into coverage. Sometimes it's going to be three rushing, four rushing, five, maybe all six, maybe just two. I mean, he's going to throw Minshew looks like that all game. And I think that's really going to keep uh, keep them down. And while the Bucks have been gashed through the air, uh, they're allowing 8.6 yards per attempt through the air over the last three games. But I was looking to a little bit more. Three games ago is when C.J. Stroud set the rookie record for passing yards, 470 y- yards. I mean, he is on a different level than what we're talking about with Gardner Minshew. Last week, Brock Purdy had 333 yards and only 25 attempts because we know how hyper-efficient San Francisco's offense is. I believe he had a perfect quarterback rating last week, uh, did yeah. Brock Purdy. But two games ago, they played Will Levis, and they held him to under 200 yards passing, 5.1 yards per attempt. And if we had to compare Gardner Minshew to the C.J. Strouds and Brock Purdy's or the Will Levises, I think he's a lot closer to the Will Levises of the world than he is with them. So, uh, like I said, I think that uh, the Bucks have had have been top 10 in yards uh, passing themselves. Sorry, pass yards per game. The Bucks are airing it out all over the place, 7.3 yards per attempt over the last three games. I think they are able to take advantage of this uh, this defense of – the Colts, I do think this is a coaching mismatch. I like Shane Steichen. He's been really good this year versus Todd Bowles, who has not made the best decisions in tight spots. But I feel like the Bucks have been so close in recent weeks and just falling short. I think they're due to just kind of sneak through on one. Well, why don't we parlay this one? Because it is a mind meld. Fire the cannons. I love it. I love Tampa Bay's run defense, like you mentioned, against Indianapolis. Their run defense has been playing really stout. I love the fact that you just mentioned the 173 yards per passing game or passing yards per game with Gardner Minshew. Remember, they also played pretty well against Josh Allen, uh, you know, a few weeks ago as well. And you look at Indianapolis's offense. I mean, Carolina, they get two pick sixes on that. They get held to 13 points by the Panthers. The Germany game was a joke. They couldn't even move the ball against the Patriots. If the Patriots weren't so stupid on offense, they probably win that game. By the way, in addition to all your stats, Tampa Bay has covered four of their last six as dogs. And get this one. Indianapolis has lost seven straight home games against NFC opponents. So give me the Colts. I'm sorry. Give me the Bucks and fire the cannons plus two and a half. And we'll hoist the, hoist the Jolly Roger together. That's my number two play as well, Matt. I love it. Very good. I like that. I like that we both had some stats that the other one didn't have there to, to back up our points. I like that. We get Baker is a dog. We love, I love four and last six. Baker is a we dog. love Baker as a dog. We let's our guy. So, um, all right. Number two play. This is, I can't really tell you how or why, but this just is one of those numbers that I feel like we've got to take when we see it. We got more Jolly Rogers. We got more swashbucklers. We got more pirates here. We are taking the Las oh, no. Vegas Raiders plus. Oh, I no. believe it is now at eight and a half. It it opened at nine and a half. It was way up there, but it is yeah, eight, eight and a half right now. 
both of these defenses have been extremely good over the past few weeks. Uh, over the last six weeks, entering week 11, the Chiefs are the number uh, or were the number three defense per DVOA and the number three against the pass. They're also the top uh, top three against number one wideouts. So we know that that's going to be tough for the Raiders to move the ball with Devontae Adams um, because they are really going to take away the number one option. But the Raiders, meanwhile, are the number 13th defense and rank in the top 10 against the pass. Uh, this unit has been playing so much better and they play better in Vegas. Uh, Vegas is 31st against the run, but the chiefs are dead last on the ground on offense in that same span. So I just don't mm. know. I don't think either team is really going to be able to move the ball. Well here, we said it. I can't remember if it was on this episode or when we recorded the Thanksgiving episode, but the chiefs have not scored a second half touchdown in three games. They haven't <laughs> done it in three games. Don't see when people, I saw one people were like, they haven't done it in four weeks. There was this game, this game, their bye, and then another game. I'm like, it's the last three games. Don't give me that. Come on. Bull crap. That bull junk, as Coach Prime junk. would say. <laughs> um, and I said, this is another. Pass me those wings. Pass me those wings. <laughs> this, is, this is another <laughs> big dog in a low total game. We aren't quite below that 42 mark here, but it's 43 and a half. And I said, we're doing this early on Tuesday. I think by the time this is Sunday, we are going to be a lot closer to 42. Uh, so give me eight and a half points in that situation. And hopefully Aiden O'Connell doesn't get eaten alive by this Chiefs defense. Man, Matt, I was on on Monday. I'm looking at the lines and I said, if the Chiefs lose, does that line from nine and a half move? I said, probably not. And if they win, it probably goes to ten and a half. And that's exactly, you know, kind of my thought process on this. And then it went down after they lost to eight and a half. And I'm like, and and there we go. I mean, that's that's the sharp guys seeing the nine and a half. The Chiefs just lost. Let's take them early because we know that number is probably going to come down. And to me, I just I feel like I've I've bet this game a hundred times and lost every time taking the Raiders and these big spreads against Mahomes. And yes, you are supposed to take. This is the spot where you take Mahomes or you take it go, go against Mahomes, right? The big favorite, but. I just I can't do it with how how the Raiders have gone on these runs. They won two in a row against the New York teams. They covered a big number against the Dolphins in a game they should not have covered. I felt like the Raiders have gotten very very lucky the last couple of weeks, and I just I can't get there with them now this game. So I'm out on that one. Yeah, this is just we just relying on a on a above a touchdown favorite, above an eight point favorite as a divisional dog. That's what we're leaning on here at home. At home. At home. That's true. Out in the desert, out near the near the eye, near the near the big watchful eye, the, the dome, whatever the hell it is. The giant called. orb, yeah, the big yeah. orb there. Uh, well, you know, there might be shows in Vegas, but it, it, down here they're getting ready for uh, for SEC championship down in Hotlanta because uh, nobody cares about this game. Nobody cares about the Saints Falcons game except me, Ritter. I hardly know her. Give me the Saints. Pick them. Come on, baby. <laughs> Give them to me. I got the Saints on a pick them against the Falcons and Ritters back in the game. I mean, I got to do this. I mean, it's ugly. It's gross. But the Saints are the better team. Other than Washington and Dallas, this is the biggest discrepancy in turnover differential on the board. New Orleans is plus six. Atlanta is minus six. One team takes care of the ball. The other team doesn't. And Atlanta was kind of taking care of the ball a little bit with Heineke. 
But with Ritter coming back in, I have no faith. I just have no faith. With a bye week for both teams, Carr sounds like his AC joint was fine. Sounds like his shoulder's okay. Sounds like most of the problem was a concussion. So if he can, and he had the extra week, so I imagine that he's going to clear concussion protocol. I'd be shocked if he didn't. Um, Atlanta's just average. And these two teams honestly would be evenly matched if the quarterback wasn't Desmond Ritter. He didn't stink and be a one read guy. The red zone woes of the New Orleans offense have gone away. They're the number two red zone offense in football the last three weeks. Were we saying that? Go ahead, Matt. Say it. Would we call that the Taysom Hill effect? I think we would. I think we would. We are over the hill. I, I love it. I mean, that's that's what we want. Atlanta moving from a dog to a favorite and then now back to pick them. That gives me a lot of confidence as well as that line opened. Uh, New Orleans minus one got to Atlanta minus one and now is back to pick them. This line's all over the place, but this is a playoff game essentially. And I am not taking the city of Atlanta in an essential playoff game because if Atlanta doesn't win this game, the division for them is over. I mean, New Orleans will have a, a two game lead and the tie break. Uh, yeah, it's not going to happen for them. So I do like the Saints here. Not a lot of stats for that, but I do like the red zone uh, red zone offense. And Atlanta would be a good team if Desmond Ritter wasn't playing quarterback. I'm taking uh, I'm taking New Orleans down in hot Atlanta. Pick them. Yeah, this was a stay away game for me. It's not my leans. It's not really anything. It was I saw that game as a pick them, and I'm like, these two teams are just mediocre middle of the pack to lower part of the pack. So and I, without the car news and yeah, I, I'm, I'm far away from this game. I'm as far away from this game as I can be. Fair enough. Uh, number one, um, maybe, you know, cause it, go through your list because I just want to know what you've had so far. Cause I know you have Tampa and Arizona. So we've got Tampa, Arizona, the giants and the Raiders. I've got, that's, Okay. That's got to be four of the worst teams you could bet on. That's horrible. Yeah, that's really bad. So you did have one big dog in there, and I'm wondering if you have another, but you go right ahead, number one. It's it's another short tail, another short snout on a little dog here, but I don't know if this team should be a dog. I think this team is just outright better than the team they are going against, and they are destined, as I said in the preseason – to win the AFC South this year, we're taking the Houston Texans plus one and a half against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You threw me for a loop there. I did not think you were taking Houston. I thought you were taking another team, but this is good. Go ahead. I just, this team on all, like CJ Stroud throwing the ball. The last week was a bad CJ game, right? I mean, he had what, two or three turnovers in that game. He had a really bad uh, half and they still, again, depending on when you bet it, they covered that number or they got you a push or it was a really, really close game. I just think that they are going to be able to tear apart this secondary of Jacksonville. We've talked about it. Jacksonville gets a, a big win last week against Tennessee, getting fat and happy. Anybody can make, you know, make Tennessee look bad on their passing defense and have a great, great throwing game. But I just don't think this offense hasn't been great. Trevor Lawrence last week, he had four touchdowns, but he had to get two of them on the ground in the red zone. And I just don't think that that's like the red zone offense hasn't been fantastic. And I think that that's not really a something that we expect Lawrence to sustain. Like this isn't like Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts or even like Dak Prescott running the ball and, and getting a good amount of red zone rushing touchdowns and being mobile with his legs. Like those were kind of desperation bailing out of the pocket because I, and I, I was able to hold the ball for 10 seconds because Tennessee gets no pressure on me. How you get the Houston defense who we said it earlier in the year, we're like, 
Houston's got a really high pressure rate. They've maintained a top 10 pressure rate all year. And while they weren't getting home early on in the year where they didn't have the sack numbers, they've now had 15 sacks in their last four games. This young defense, Will Anderson and, and, and uh, Greenlaw or, or Greenwood or something like that, he's yeah. been getting going. Um, Greenard. 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 Yeah, uh, whatever so is. their pass rush is now getting home. We've known the Jags have had a hard time against pass rushes this year. They're better in the secondary than uh, than Jacksonville as far as straight up. I mean, Derek Stingley Jr. had some great plays last week. Well, he had a pick last week. Jacksonville's allowing the fourth most uh, passing yards per game on the year. Um, mm. They have been better over the past three weeks. If you look at, oh, they're trending up over the past three weeks. Well, the, pa- the three quarterbacks they played in those weeks, it was Will Levis, Brock Purdy, and Kenny Pickett. And we all know the Niners don't need to throw the ball to win a game. So they pretty much just ran the ball. They had, when they were up early, they ran the ball all over Jacksonville in that game. So you might look at their recent numbers and say that they've been better, but they've done it against absolute nobody. And Levis and Pickett are two of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Uh, meanwhile, then you get Houston coming in, top three in yards per attempt on the year, 9.3 yards per attempt. The last three games, CJ's hitting an even better rate. He's at 9.8 yards per attempt. Jacksonville is allowing... Like I said, they're they're allowing 7.1 yards per attempt over the last three. And last one here, we know when to bet on CJ Stroud. It's when he's an underdog, five mm. and one against the spread as a dog. I think that they want this. They're a home dog here in the division. And I just think that they are the better team. I don't think Jacksonville has really had a good win over a quality opponent in a little while. So I, I'm going to take Houston here. Well, this is definitely on brand. Uh, I will say that. And I will say as well that I think you're right about Jacksonville. Ever since they got smacked by the Niners, it feels like they kind of have had their tail between their legs for the last few weeks here. And I don't know. I, I'm, I know they came back and they won against the Titans. Um, but, you know, you kind of have them a tune-up game. And I think you're right. I, th- I don't think they've really beaten a quality opponent. Houston, this is a massive game because they could really stranglehold the division if they win this game. They have a much easier schedule than Jacksonville down the road. They would have the tiebreaker both ways. It win two games outright and be tied with the with the Jacksonville Jaguars for for uh, for first place in that division. I don't know. I I just I, the only thing that I just wanted to sit back and watch this game because I really didn't know if Houston was ready for prime time. Uh, and, and I know they've gotten some big wins, but this is kind of the first def- first playoff feel game for Houston in a long time with a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback. I'll be super interested to see if they can rise to the challenge. It was a stay away from me because I want to see what they're made of for real in a divisional, essentially impossible divisional championship game here. Yeah, no, that's I'm just hoping that we're we're doubling down, like I said, on on the on the preseason takes and uh just hoping that Houston comes through in this one. Yeah, Houston's by far my most bet team on the year. And I meant to say when you said yes. the Bucks earlier, I think you've been on the Bucks. I think I if so we're, much. If we're in week twelve, this has got to be about seven times. I think you've been on the Bucks this year. <laughs> We've fired the cannons a lot. The Rams, too. I've been on the Rams a ton as well. Uh you mentioned a team that you feel like should should be a favorite. I'm right there with you. I feel like this team should be a favorite too, because I don't understand it. This might be the best defense in football, Matt. I'm sorry. I- I'm going against it. That was a lucky, lucky couple of wins you've had the last couple of weeks, and it ends on Sunday in Denver in Mile High with the Brownies. I like the Browns plus two and a half. Getting two and a half with the number one defense in football. 
I mean, that is mind boggling to me. I could run through all the gamut of stats about the Cleveland Browns defense. I just think it comes down to simply this. This is the best pressure rate team in the league versus the 29th ranked pressure rate allowed team in football. Case closed, who also can't really run the ball very well. I, I just, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get this one unbelievable coaching matchup as Sean Payton goes up against Jim Schwartz. This is going to be a battle of the Titans and the coaching thing. This is going to be Sean's greatest coaching performance if he can find a way to win this game and get Russ to win this game. I would love to see it happen, but, man, I just see Miles Garrett going crazy in this game. I mean, I, it's going to be impossible. What is he, have 14, 15 sacks right now this year? I mean, he's, he's the best player in the NFL this year. Yes, 100%. Like, should get actual uh, NFL MVP votes, Miles Garrett. Uh, he's been outstanding. Cleveland, also third in the league in rushing yards per game, going up against the worst rush defense in football, currently ranked last in rushing yards per, per game, allowed last in rushing yards per attempt. I mean, Denver cannot stop the run. They can't tackle anybody. And, and for me, this is also crazy because Cleveland has played this well, and they've played the seventh hardest schedule in football. Like, it's not like they're playing nobody's. Like, they've played a really tough schedule. Denver's played the 15th hardest, a middle-of-the-road schedule. And, yes, they've won a couple of games. They go to Buffalo and field goals and two-point conversions and doesn't matter. They can get it done. I just don't know how much they're scoring in this game. I, I If they get – they're lucky if they get to, to 17 points in this one because I think Cleveland's going to be all over them, especially – on the front. I love Cleveland plus two and a half. Uh, very similar, I would say, to like Super Bowl 50. If you go back to that game, Denver versus Carolina. Uh, this was a team, and I'm not saying like, you know, Denver is is Carolina in this situation, but this is a team that relies heavily on their quarterback to make plays on third down. And you're getting points with the best defense in football. I mean, the best unit on the field is the Cleveland defense, and it's not close. So I really like the Browns here, plus two and a half as my number one play. Yeah, I mean, team allegiances aside, I could definitely agree with you. It feels it feels like the right spot to take Cleveland um, because again, the, the Denver's been surviving on their defense as well. Uh, I mean, uh, you, DTR looked a lot better in his last game. I mean, you, you got to throw out a little bit of that first game he played. He was he was basically announced the starter like the day of or the day before. Like he had no time to prepare that week. So uh, he definitely sh- showed more of what he was able to do in the preseason, where we both thought he was really impressive. Uh, what he did in the preseason. So uh, a little bit more back to that versus that one game he started in the regular season earlier this year. Uh, and the Broncos have been skating by. So again, if we like to fade the Vikings last week, cause they were the hot team and the public darling. I mean, now it's like now all of a sudden the Broncos are like, Oh wait, the Broncos are the hot team and they won in prime time. It's just definitely the time to, to fade them. So I, I can't yeah. knock your pick here. Yeah. And if you look at the over under it's 35 and a half, like, Yep. There's so much stuff here that's that's telling you to to take this, and I know uh, DTR is not really a, you know, I mean he liked to throw the ball down the field, but I don't think he really is. I think he's more of a first read thrower. Um, you know, I, I do really like the Browns. What is the what is the ticket split? I'm sorry, I just wanted to ask the, the ticket split and money split there. The tickets, 64% of the tickets are on Cleveland. 51% of the money is on Cleveland. So mm, I don't it like is that. leading towards the Broncos, which is interesting to me. Uh, might be something to do with the quarterback play. But again, yeah, it's a point, 35 point total. I mean, 
I don't know. I I would lean you on this side of this. This is definitely going to be a, a low scoring slobber knocker. I think between two pretty bad offenses, two pretty good defenses. Agreed. Totally agreed. Let's go to the leans. Uh, you can start because I don't have that many. I'm looking at the board and I'm like, there's just not a lot here. I, I'm thinking what? maybe, maybe, I don't know if I can take Carolina again. Will Levis is three and a half point favorite, but man. Car- Carolina is, is on the no bet list. It's it's right now it's it's Carolina and New England, basically. I think they are they are the no bet teams at all. Uh, actually, and then this team that is in my leans because they I can't bet them, but you're supposed to take the Chargers plus three and a half. In this no, game I can't. Baltimore, right, and I can't do it. I almost talked myself into it, and I was like, Dan is going to go through the roof if I do this again. Uh, and then we didn't talk about probably the most premier game on the schedule: Buffalo plus three and a half yeah. after Philadelphia skates by in, in a close one again. They're an MVS ball away from losing that game. Three and a half is Buffalo. Like they played good against the Jets. Maybe they shake off some demons of the kryptonite. But this does feel like a line that they are just luring people in to think of the Bills of years past and not the Bills of this season. The Bills are not going to be able to run the ball in this game. Not that they want to, but uh, or they even attempt to. And that makes me nervous because I'm like, I mean, you're just going to be the same thing you've been. And, And how are you stopping the Eagles from? I mean, the Eagles... The Eagles can really, really constrict this team uh, to a. I mean, they can control, dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides. This is going to be hard for Buffalo just because their oh their D line is so, so small. You know, Uh, what do you think of Chicago against the Vikings plus three and a half? You like that one with the hook on Monday night? I I mean, yeah, I want to take Chicago. I could not put another Monday night game in my picks though. I mean, (laughs) Monday nights have been bad to me these past few weeks, so I I I had to stay away from, from that for now. But uh. Yeah, I, mean, I like Chicago in that spot. Manic Maddie Mondays. I love it. Uh, let's go to the specials. Matt, I- I'll be honest, there's not a lot on the board here for weather. Uh, the the closest thing I, I'm looking at, and I'm just trying to find one here for you, uh, I was looking at Nashville uh, and seeing Tennessee and Carolina have two pretty bad offenses, um, but the wind is not really going to affect. There's just not that many games on the board to go under the weather. Uh, I did give one out in the Thanksgiving show that is Miami and the Jets. So would you honor that? Yeah, I think we run with that. I think we run with that. Okay. I I gave out Miami and the Jets on the Thanksgiving show. And really that's the only one because other than that, we got a pretty clear weekend. Not a lot of, not a lot of wind anywhere, even in, uh, even the Meadowlands for, for Giants Patriots, if you dare take it an under 33 and a half. So uh, we'll stick with the Jets and the and the Dolphins one as our pick this week from Thanksgiving show. Let's make some magic. We are down six <sighs> units. We have to get it done. Uh, there's a couple big favorites, so there's a chance to to throw some out there. What say you, my friend? I hate this week. I, I we 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 gotta. I need your help on this one because I I really got like no feel on outrights this week. Like I. The only one I want to th- I want to be able to cheat and take Houston at plus one hundred even money because it's plus. Well, they're and plus. It's like kind of, it's kind of, it's so it's plus so it qualifies, but then like I don't want it to be low total because we're down so many units, but we also just got to get one back. But because there's nope. not a big dog, like I I'm not taking the Raiders outright. I just don't think that that's in the cards. Chargers definitely not. Uh, you said Cardinals are are minus. 
I can't, I, I really would like to put Cleveland in there, but I can't on a money line bet that against my team. That's just, that's a little too What about far Tampa? In. Can you go Tampa on that one and then at least have them in as a short one and then we can pick a little bigger one? Find me a bigger one that you like because I can't, like, unless I'm taking Tommy DeVito. Like, yeah, that's, that's the one. I mean, that's, I hate it too, but uh, Chicago. Oh, God. <laughs> that's because I don't think you can take me Buffalo. Back, now you're going to put me back in the Monday night blender there with that. I, I know. I don't yeah, I know. do I, it, but Buffalo leads like there's, there's like a definitely a good chance, but that just does. I, I just talked to you how it's like such a sucker's bet. Do you want to go Carolina? Just, well, that, that I really can't. That's another one. Like, that's like <laughs> I a mean, number you're that playing I a backup. You're playing a rookie quarterback. It's Bryce. I mean, it's but Bryce that, Young. That, but don't you? Know, think, I mean, that team has Florida. quit on Frank Reich. Like Frank Reich is being is is such a bad coach right now, and Bryce Young is showing absolutely uh. no signs of life. I'm thinking, what if we go nuts? Go nuts. Do we just do three teams to make it? Oh, no, we can't hit two. We can't hit two teams. I'm gonna go with three teams. But if I was gonna get the Bears in there, because just because it doesn't feel like enough. But if I went, if I went with Bears. Texans, Bucks. You're asking a lot here. That's a lot to hit. Oh my goodness! You're gonna I go already, triple. I already don't. I already don't feel bad. The good about two, and it's not even gonna get me back to even. I'm chasing. I'm chasing hard. This is yeah, like, This uh, is Sunday night loser. This talk. is bad. This is bad. What you're doing. I think. I think. I think we got to take the Texans out. I think we go Bears, Bucks. I, I, I because I just don't. I. I would much rather only have two to hit than three because three is so hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. So Bears and Bucks, that gets us at plus 413 on the parlay. And gets us back to a shot. You know, I mean, like, it we us, don't it, have – It gets we, us within it within another week. You know, buys us another two weeks to be able to right. lose and be right there. So, all right. Bears and Bucks it is. It, it's just – I, I hate this week. It's, it's, it's a terrible week. It just doesn't feel like dogs are coming out, out, out right either. Like, you know what I mean? Like – you know, and that's the, there's so many, I mean, there's so many games that are so close and spread that they're minus on, you know, Arizona's out because of that. Like I said, uh, Cincinnati's out because of that. It's like, there's games where there's not even a plus sign on, on a money line on either side. So it's tough. Yeah. I don't want to just put the Raiders in just because they're a big, it's a big number. Cause I you don't know. think that's going to happen. No, I, you know, we need to have multiples of those. So I like a bears and bucks for the magic money line parlay plus four thirteen. So that that's a very solid. I think we can get that. Like I'm confident in the Bucks, and I'm pretty decently confident in the Bears. Like to at least give us a shot, you know. Like especially after last week. So Bears and Bucks on the Magic money line parlay. Uh, Lewis did not give us a bit the narrative, but you know I think we could definitely go through this and find one. Um, there's a troll job sitting here right in front of me with the Giants pass game, and I hate it. I feel like he would like my Houston pick plus one. Nine. I think so. I think you're, you know what? I think, I think it's definitely got some narrative tied to it for the division. I think that's a good one. I think, is this the last game for Brandon Staley? It's a, it's a yeah. favorite minus, minus three and a half with the Ravens. Like he would definitely take a favorite, a big favorite on the road. And he would be like, Brandon Staley's got to go, you know? Yeah. One of those two. I think one of those two. I I, I could I could lead Ravens there. I think I think let's do the Ravens for him. Let's do the Ravens. Brandon Staley, eat your heart out, baby. Shock anti shock therapy. I love it. I love it. All right, we'll give Lou the Ravens minus three and a half on Sunday night 
against the Chargers. That that fits the bill here for this one. All right, let's run through the list. Go for it, Matty. All right, we got old touchdown Tommy, Tommy DeVito plus three, hosting the New England Patriots, Arizona head-to-head with Dan, Arizona plus one. Let's just uh, just make that a pick because I think it's going to be a pick right there. So that's, just, pick that's, just, that's a head-to-head pick right there. Let's do a pick Uh Tampa Bay, mind-melding, firing the cannons, plus two and a half against Indianapolis, Vegas catching, nine, or catching eight and a half at <laughs> home against the Kansas City Chiefs, and Houston, C.J. Stroud. Coming for the crown, plus one and a half against Jacksonville. I love it. Love it so much. Pittsburgh, minus one at Cincinnati. That is a big one for me. What can Browning do for you? I love T.J. Watt in that spot. Uh, I hardly know her. New Orleans pick them. <laughs> so good. New Orleans pick them at Atlanta. The NFC South championship game right before Georgia and Alabama play in the same stadium. Uh, Rams will go pick them against Arizona in the desert. Uh, Tampa plus two and a half in the mind meld in Indy. And I love the Brownies this week, plus two and a half in Denver. Under the weather, we gave it out already on Thanksgiving. It was Jets in Miami under 41. Uh, and your Magic Money Line parlay. Bucks and Bears. I can't, we got another Monday night game. That's good. God. Yeah, but think of how great it'll be if the Bears win. And when Justin Fields gets me my first win in like yes. weeks and weeks and weeks. See, there you go. There you go. Baker, Baker and Justin, those are just my guys. Fire the can, a bear driving a pirate ship. That's Justin Fields right there. <laughs> just put that in the AI generator. That's what, what we'll, yeah. make <laughs> yeah. we'll make that the profile picture of our, of our X account there. Uh, the bet the narrative for Lou. Ravens minus three and a half. See you later. Brandon Staley. All right. Week 12 in the books. Let's have a good one. And then we move on and the playoffs are like right around the corner. Like after this week, man, we have, I think that's, this is the last, is this the last November weekend? I think it is, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Mm. We're recording so early. It's like, yeah, it's only the 21st, but yeah, no, we're not. It'll be December 3rd, I believe, by next yeah. time we see some NFL football on Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, we are expecting potentially some playoff shakeup this week. We could see some seeding move after these games. Very much so. Very much so. We could see some coaches fire. Yeah. You never know. You know, we'll see. Tis the season. Tis the season. Black Monday calls. Uh we thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening every week on the Spotify, the Apple, the Google Pod. Um, you can listen to us every week there. You can listen to us on Sports Country Radio on sportscountry.net, Saturday all day, Sunday at 11 a.m. for the picks. We'll post them on X at 12.30 p.m. But make sure you listen to the show to get the reasoning behind our picks this week. For Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silver, I am Dan Zampano. And thank you for listening to another edition of Sunday Con. The Sunday Card Podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zimpano, co-hosted by Matt Silbreth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to The Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season at The Sunday Card. And remember... 
If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 